Hello and welcome to Conscious Conversations with One Breath Institute with your hosts, Lisa McNett and Debbie Sherman. Tune in for mind-blowing conversations on how to be more conscious and present in your life. Topics we cover include healing, spirituality, introspective breathwork, astrology, dreams, alternate states of consciousness, and so much more. Hear from us and our interesting guests. Make sure to follow and subscribe to easily find us and listen again. Welcome, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in for Conscious Conversations. And today we have with us the amazing Jamie, Jamie Lee, uh, Astrology with Jamie. So I'm going to read her bio first. And I just want to let you know, Jamie is one of my astrology teachers. And I um, I just so appreciate the way that Jamie not only makes astrology personal and delivers it when she's sharing as, you know, when she's sharing publicly as she does, but also as a teacher, she's really, really amazing and effective as a teacher. So I have this personal connection with her and um, her bio, Jamie Lee Goldstein is a heart-centered astrologer who has an intimate connection with the living sky and earth. Astrology is an embodied practice for her, and she seeks to inspire others to learn astrology through their direct experience and heart wisdom. It's her core values that astrology be approached in a way that is heart-centered, empowering, and inspiring. When sharing astrology, Jamie weaves her intuition with her deep studies. She holds sacred space in one-on-one astrology consultation sessions, teaching astrology courses, and her astrology apprenticeship. Through astrology, she seeks to inspire others to live magically and become more conscious creators of their lives through understanding the multidimensional nature of astrology. There's so many questions I could ask you just on your bio. So... (laughs) Oh, well, thank you so much for having me here. I'm so excited to be here with you too. We are excited as well. And um, I think, Jamie, we'll just start. I would love to just hear a little bit about how you got into astrology. Well, I always say astrology found me (laughs) as opposed to me me finding astrology. So to try to give a semi-short version, I... Um, have my degree in school psychology. So I have my bachelor's in psychology and it's called a specialist degree. It's halfway between a master's and PhD in school psychology. And so I was working in the schools as a school psychologist. And throughout the course of my journey working in the schools, I kind of had my spiritual awakening, so to speak. And I really got so drawn into a lot of, um, earth-based traditions and just learning about energy and energy work. And I really started uh, learning a lot of, you know, a lot of those skills with working with crystals and sound healing and energy work and teaching yoga. And somewhere along the journey, I, I really landed upon astrology. Actually, one of my coworkers just one day was telling me that she had an astrology reading and Once I heard that she's not just her sun sign, she also has 
every planet has a sign and was telling me about that. I was so curious. And so I literally, I'm an Aries sun. I just, I'm very impulsive, very instinctual. I don't think about things. I just act in a very instinctual way. So I booked the reading with that same astrologer without a thought like that day. I didn't look up other astrologers. I didn't read reviews. I just booked the reading and it was an amazing reading. And my mind was completely blown. How does this person know so much about me? This person really got me almost like no other person had ever understood me before. How does this person know me so intimately with just looking at this chart, I was amazed. And I just had this sense of if I could integrate astrology and what I was doing with counseling with my students and the schools, I was like, I would make therapeutic progress so much more quickly. I would support the students so much more effectively. And I got so interested in astrology from that point. Now, working in the Texas public schools, that was definitely not going to happen <laughs> at that time, integrating astrology into the counseling practice. But that set me on a whole trajectory. I already knew that what I was doing in the schools wasn't resonating for me. I loved working with my students. I like I loved every aspect of that. But what I didn't love and just started to no longer resonate within my being was having to give labels and diagnoses, because that's a lot of what I did was assessment and giving labels that could follow someone around their whole life. And that just, that did not resonate with me anymore. And I know that the idea is that you give someone a diagnosis and then they can get support and it can be supportive for them. But the, you know, a lot of our systems are so broken in so many ways. And I just got to a point where I could not give one more diagnosis. I couldn't do one more assessment. So I left my job at the schools and it was because astrology, I knew it was the right time to leave my, you know, essentially I built up all this security, all this stability, um, with my school job, it was a really nice salary for being a single person, you know, it was a really nice salary. And, um, but I knew this was a time to take a, you know, to make a change because I was in my Saturn return that happens kind of about 28 to 31, you're in the phase of the Saturn return. And it's where you get course corrected to really live in alignment with what your soul wanted to do here in this lifetime. And so I knew this is a time. So I didn't really have a plan other than I was a yoga instructor and, I wanted to teach yoga and mindfulness at the time, but I started just like inhaling and learning everything I could about astrology. And I wanted to figure out about the Saturn return because I knew that was the phase I'm in. I knew this was the phase where I was going to get course corrected into really stepping into what is my soul path for the next 30 years. And so I just started studying everything I could about it. And I just, I fell in love with astrology and astrology really felt like a past life remembering. I didn't really have to spend a lot of time learning how to read a chart. I just, I kind of looked at it and I kind of knew and just with a tiny bit of like learning how to read a chart, I, I, I picked it up really quickly and it very much felt like a past life remembering. You can see in my chart, the signature of perhaps being an astrologer, a mystic, something like that in previous lifetimes as well. And then just divine synchronicity. I knew I wanted to, from just reading about it, listening to talks online and those kinds of things, I knew I wanted to really like deepen my studies of astrology. And so I just, I, I found this random astrology podcast by just like suggestion. I listened to it. And within 10 minutes, I just heard the voice in my head that said, this is your teacher. 
And I just like, like I spoke about just being so, so instinctual. I literally was like driving. I was moving from, I was moving back from, I had my apartment and then I left my job in the schools and didn't really have a plan. So I was running through everything I had saved really quickly, pretty much ran out of all money I had. So I was moving back in with my parents, which felt like, okay, I'm going backwards in life. And when I was driving my stuff back and forth between my old apartment and my parents' house, that's when I heard that podcast. So I literally pulled over. I remember it was a Sprouts parking lot. And I just found that astrologer's website and immediately emailed him and said, my intuition says you're supposed to be my astrology teacher. Do you teach astrology students? And he said, yes. And then I just started doing a one-on-one -on -one apprenticeship with him. And it just kind of all took off from, it all took off from that place. <laughs> Wow. Thank you so much. <laughs> I really appreciate how you, you know, it really does highlight there's like a past life remembrance or something. You, you know, you had that, that you followed your intuition. You know, you had this job that was great and stable in many ways, but also you recognized there was so much that was not great about it either. You know, you did not like you know, putting labels and diagnoses and things that could permanently follow these kids around. And, and yet at the same time, you knew you had to do astrology. And so you followed that intuition. I love how in tune you are with your intuition and you, you really went for it. You know, my, myself and I can speak for Debbie and Debbie can speak for herself as well, but, <laughs> but we both resonate with your story so much. And, and I think that you know, there is a time when we're transitioning to our life path where maybe we do move back when, in with our parents for a while. And that's part of the sacrifice to, to what's, to getting to where we need to go. So, yeah. And I'm actually doing that one more time right now. <laughs> I'm moving from my apartment that I've been living back to, back to my parents, um, which is just really going to support, you know, bring up so much energy to commit to astrology on a whole new level. So I'm kind of in that spiral again right now, but it feels really, it feels really positive. Great. And Debbie, I know you have a question. Wow, Jamie, where, I mean, so much reflection in your story and you probably saw I had some emotions. I was just really connected with uh, I used to do social work, so I'll just leave it at that. I really just connect with um, doing the work, right? Doing the work and, and then learning and discovering that maybe what you're doing is not benefiting in the way that the desire is wanting to benefit people. And so here you are going into astrology and just answering that calling. And I, I've done that in so many ways with my own stuff. But I wanted to know um, if you feel available to share in your bio, you mentioned living sky. Are you available to reflect more on yeah, what this what this means to you? Absolutely. I love that you asked this question because this is one of my biggest passions about astrology. So our ancient astrologers were and they were astronomers at that time, there was a time where astronomy and astrology were married, and there was no separation. And that is actually why 
astrology is why astronomers were con commissioned, you know, typically from our in ancient times, it was from royalty to figure out the calculations of astronomy, it was to make astrological predictions. And so there was this marrying and astrologers were really out there gazing at the sky, looking at how the sun moves across the sky, looking at how the planets, which translates to wandering stars, how come there was just a few bright lights that moved across the backdrop of all the other stars? All the other stars seemed to stay stationary, the constellations, but there was these wandering stars, which are now, you know, Jupiter and Venus and Mars that would move across the sky. But over time, you know, in modern day astrology, because we have the technology, I mean, you don't even have to know how to do a chart by hand anymore. You can just within a few seconds put in, you know, your your date of birth, your time of birth, your location of birth, and you can get your whole astrology chart just populated for you. And with modern day astrology, a lot, I would say most astrologers, there is a there is a revival of living sky astrologers now, but most astrologers spend their time just looking at these 2D charts, like on the computer screen. And astrology has uh, lost in many senses, modern astrology has lost its connection with the living sky. And so going out and connecting with the living sky, for me, it just brings back the sacred remembering of more of the root, the tradition of astrology, but a lot more astrological wisdom and transmissions and downloads comes to me. Like I, I have incredible you know, people, teachers with astrologers who I value so deeply and am forever grateful for. And I'll also say my greatest teacher is just being out with the sky, receiving the light of when we're receiving the light of the planets and the stars and the sky into our eyes, we're getting a transmission. We're getting a teaching. We're getting a download. We're getting an upgrade and many senses. And so it has just awakened my astrology on a whole new level like a lot of the um, astrology transmissions i'll bring through like the messages i'll bring through um when i do more like you know videos and sharing or teaching just like content creation a lot of that comes through when i'm standing outside with the sky and so it's really it's awakened so much within me and because of, as above so below you know as within so about a lot of what we're seeing with the planets and the stars, we're seeing the planets moving through the sky and coming into contact with the stars. Um, a lot of like the actual astrology interpretation mirrors what the sky is doing. And then when you go out and you observe it and you see it and you witness it, astrology becomes a lot more intuitive. Like I um, really sync with Venus's like grander 19 month cycles. We know of like the, you know, the lunation cycle, which is like new moon to new moon, which is 29 and a half days. And there's like a new Venus to a new Venus, but it's 19 months. And when you actually just go and see for nine months of it, Venus is a morning sky. So a morning star, you can go outside before sunrise. Like she is now, we're at the end of it actually. Uh, one more month of morning star Venus, but you go outside before sunrise and you turn east and you see Venus there shining uh, before the sunrise. And then, so she's nine months as, you know, morning star, which is like the, you know, human gestation kind of phase. And then she's nine months as evening star about an evening star. You go out at sunset, you turn west and you'll see her after sunset. So she'll be 
up in the sky after sunset and you can watch her till she descends under the horizon. Morning sky, you see her before sunrise and then the golden glow kind of fades her out. And when you actually stand and watch what she's doing in the sky, that is actually the interpretive meaning of most of the cycle. And so it just, we can embody the astrology and we can really feel how our bodies are the bridge between the as above and so below. Because one of the other things is with astrology, many people can forget that well, the earth is also a planet. And sometimes we get so focused up and out that we forget about the earth and astrology and that the, the earth is our, I love one of my astrology teachers, Gemini Brett says, the earth is our most important planet because that's the one we live on. This is our home. You know, she's our temple in this lifetime. And so when we're out there with the living sky, our bodies, which are an extension of the earth, but we are, we are the bridge. We are the portal that the sky energy and the earth energy runs through and moves through and we can work with that um essentially we can work with that magically to create and direct the flow of energy so it really helps us to me it helps us embody the astrology when we actually see the light of the stars and planets kind of it will you know it will infuse every cell within within our beings and when i start my day with the morning sky before sunrise I just feel when I, I'll, I'll just, as I'm walking throughout my day, I just feel like I'm lit up with like, you know, I'm lit up with like the, like uh, with the stars shining and the planets shining. It just, there's something that's so activating about it. I know that was a really long, <laughs> that was a really long response. Wow. <laughs> wow, Jamie. Oh my goodness, so lovely. And I'm just acknowledging that those who may be listening to the podcast, you introduced a lot of concepts um, just by sharing your truth and sharing your experiences. And so just reflecting um, and highlighting some key pieces that really stood out to me as, as we have the moon cycle and as we are affected by the moon cycle, there are other planets in the living sky that we are affected by and it has its own timeline it has its own timeline and so so there are parts of us right as above so below as within so without that are mirroring the energies of the planets and so by learning our chart and by learning our yeah our placements and where we are we can really um create our life with with the knowledge of ourselves within the timeline of where, yeah, the earth is. And then another piece I wanted to highlight too is I really loved how you use that the, the physical body really is that vessel. It's that vessel that is taking in the light, taking in the information, taking in the intuitive pieces and and changing like changing who we are and so i wanted to, i just wanted to uh ask you to just share a little bit more about the earth and the human connection and how whatever you want to share more of that because you you highlighted that oftentimes the earth is just overlooked and it's kind of uh, not not talked about so is there anything that you would like to share bring forth around the energies of the earth and maybe why why are we on earth but maybe not that question i would i would love to what, what what i can touch on it that's such a such a mystery and also what you spoke to as well as i always say you know i want to support people of astrology to become more 
conscious co-creators of their lives with, you know, the sky, with the earth, with the great mystery. So it's working with the two and with the earth, all astrology, well, not, it doesn't have to be, but pretty much all astrologers, I would say probably 99% of astrologers are working with geocentric astrology, which means earth centered, earth at the center, because this is where we live. And, you know, although we know uh, the planets are traveling around the sun. And so why is some, some might ask, well, why isn't the sun the center of the astrology chart? But it's because we live here on earth. We energetically experience the movement of the planets from our experience here on earth. And so everything with astrology is actually centered around, like literally centered around earth. And so the earth is She's in some sense, like even though the sun's our sun, you know, in astrology, in some sense, it's like the earth is our sun. The earth is this really central, central point. And so the earth is how we embody it all and ground it all. And the earth is how the earth is actually in many senses what I think animates all the astrological energy that is kind of running through us and running through the whole, you know, just running through the current of of everywhere, of everywhere around us. And so it really, it is all about earth. And when we don't have that connection, even, you know, if we're just with astrology, if we're just up and out, like eyes to the sky, energy up and out, there's nowhere for it to land and ground. And so that, you know, as above, so below, as within, so without, as the universe, so the soul, the earth is where, you know, connecting with the earth and our bodies just being an extension of the earth. This is where we can really experience the, the energies in real time in a really grounded and tangible way. I don't know. Does that, does that kind of make sense? And Absolutely. Totally. And, um, I knew that you were going to say something along those lines. It's just not so nice to hear someone else have such great importance to the connection to our bodies and also being grounded and rooted and connected to the earth. Because just as you mentioned, and even with your body language, so much of creating life or healing or um, everything else is out there, right? It's out there. But, but, but in order to really integrate and to create and to, um, sustain what we are doing in this life we must bring it in we must welcome it in we must ground it into the earth and so yes i i believe you articulated what you said very well um lisa do you have any follow-up questions or any thoughts that you'd like to bring in this just has me thinking about um all of the different um the word archetypes, uh, the planetary archetypes, because I'm thinking about, you know, we are connected to the earth. We are at the set. The earth is at the center because this is where we live and we're connecting with all of the different planets and bringing them in and grounding them through. And so it has me thinking about all of those different energies of the different planets and how they affect us all differently based upon our astrology and uh, the word archetypes, because that I believe is something that that you bring through with your work um, that I really appreciate. So whatever you'd like to speak to uh, on the, <laughs> the planetary yeah. energies and how sure. they are. Yeah, well, I love that you spoke about archetypes because 
with astrology, that's what it is in many senses, is we're working with different archetypes. And you could just think of them as different energetic expressions. And every planet has an archetype. So the planets are the different aspects of self. So they're the, the actors in some in many senses. They each have they each represent a different core need and motivation that we have. And they all have a different one. So Venus is like my need for relationships. Mars is my need to go and take action to get what I want in the world. Jupiter is my need to live with meaning and purpose. The moon is what do I need emotionally and for self-care? So they're the different actors. So these signs are archetypes, but they're the different consciousnesses. So there's 12 signs and you can think of like 12 different consciousnesses. Or I like I follow a group of astrologers called the Shamanic Astrology Mystery School, and they call them um, different mystery schools. So each mystery school kind of has its own energy like Leo. We're in Leo season as we're filming this. This is a mystery school of self-love and learning to see ourselves as divine and learning how to be conscious co-creators of our lives. Like the Libra mystery school is the mystery school of relationships and learning how to connect with the sacred other and collaborate and cooperate and take others' perspectives. So you might think of if you do the metaphor with the planets as the actors, the signs would be like the style of clothes they wear. So Venus and Leo might dress with bright colors and more like vibrancy than perhaps like Venus and Virgo. She might dress in a different way. Like Venus and Virgo, I can see dressing as like the priestess in many senses. And so um this is where it gets really interesting how they all blend together. And then there's the houses in the astrology chart, which are like the setting. Where do things take place in our life? Career or health or relationship. And then there's sacred geometry. And that is what is the energy flow? What is the conversational flow between planets or between aspects of self? But going back to just really like looking at perhaps the planets and the signs, each archetype is a pretty big spectrum. And there are many, many different, I mean, I might go as far to say an infinite amount of ways we can express the energy in different ways. And I think this is what I was thinking of when you were sharing is this is why I love working with the archetypes, because when we look at our astrology chart or the astrology in the sky, we're not locked into any one way of being. And it's just like, oh my gosh, it just really hurts my heart when I hear this. And I love to empower people with this. How often I hear someone say like, I'm just always... I'm just always going to struggle with money because I have whatever placement or, um, you know, I'm never going to have a fulfilling relationship because I have this placement and my astrology chart. And I don't believe that to be true because it's all energetic expression. So if we change the way we are relating to the energy or we change the way we are embodying and expressing one of the archetypes, our relationship to it changes and what our external reality reflects back to us changes. So in anything in our astrology chart where it might be kind of like traditional or classical astrology might say, oh, that might be a little bit more of a challenge or a big challenge. Where there's a challenge is actually where our soul can have the most, the highest amount of self-mastery and the biggest growth. And so that's what I love about archetypes is there's this like freedom to play in them and we're not locked into anything. And we can actually, because I do believe, well, I believe we live in a multidimensional reality that we are multidimensional beings. Our charts are actually multidimensional as well. 
So we can take the same astrology chart, which should be like energetic potential, but we ourselves, like we have the free will. How do we play with the energy? How do we engage with it, relate to it, embody it, express it? And we can totally change the trajectory of our life to align with higher timelines by just engaging in the energy a little more consciously, like doing the, you know, the, the work, the inner work to make what's unconscious within ourselves conscious and integrating it and releasing what's not ours, bringing back into wholeness what is ours. Like, I mean, we just, it's like this total like quantum experience, you know, we can really we can we can play with the chart and we can relate to it in many different like multi-dimensional ways yes thank you so much for bringing that in and it just has me um it has me thinking and and i'm i'm just wanting to take a moment and take a breath and invite our our listeners our watchers to take a breath as well because if you're brand new to astrology somebody might be feeling like a little overwhelmed like whoa <laughs> <laughs> so much to this excited <laughs> really excited would it be helpful just like a, a few keywords on maybe what each of the different planets means like the archetype we could we could do that and i i also wanted to highlight that much of what you said is something is very reflective to how pe how people have shared their experiences of breathwork to be um yeah. so i also wanted to just open the doors to our listeners that in many ways it's very possible that you have experienced what Jamie was saying, um, but she's using it in her conscious way with astrology. And we are also doing this work, doing the work, right? Integrating more, learning more, being co-created and, and embracing the challenges, the resistance and, and coming from a place of living switching from the unconscious to conscious. So also just wanting to swim in the, in the beautiful sea of wonderful goodness that's happening here. And um, yeah, and I love that you bring that because astrology, it's a tool and there's many other ways, like you said, to um, experience, you know, to wake up and to awaken more of our more, more and more of our authentic, authentic essence and multidimensional nature. Astrology is one way, but there, it's not the only way. And you don't have to practice, you don't have to learn astrology to, to, you know, to grow and expand and evolve. So it's definitely why not, not <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And astrology is so cool. And I I've actually breathe. I mean, I work with my breath. I breathe the planetary energies into my being. I, you know, like often inhale, like for example, Venus is just uh, someone I really connect with. I'll inhale. Actually, I'll usually breathe her into my heart. And then as I exhale, I'll let that light expand through my body, my energy field. And so I really, I'm, I, I work with the breath and, and move the planetary energies through my body. Beautiful. Absolutely yes. beautiful. And you yes. can do that and you don't need to know any astrology either. Like, and you'll have, and you will know astrology. Maybe, maybe you might not have all the terms, but we're, we're all, we all have an understanding of astrology to some level, even if we don't learn all the language, you know, you'll hear astrologers say this planet, you know, Venus is sextiling Mars or Venus trying Mars. Even if you don't know that language, 
you inherently understand astrology because you can feel the energy, even people who don't practice. Like I remember working in the schools. I mean, teachers would say, oh my gosh, is it a full moon? Because the kids are wild today. And, you know, and it's actually, there is research that like there's more, there's more, you know, like more people are in the ER with full moons, like not to cause fear or anything. I don't mean that at all, but like the, there are these, we're, we're, all, we're all experiencing the energies, even when, even if we're not like learning the specific language. So I would, I would suggest that everyone's a natural astrologer. <laughs> I love that. And uh, in my former life, going back, over, you know, more than 16 years ago, I managed nightclubs and yeah. we always had extra security on, on full moons. Yeah. Because there were going to be more fights. There were going to be more things. It was very known. The fire department yeah. and the police, everybody knows it. So it's interesting. And thank you for bringing that back to just that intuition, that intuition, yeah. because a lot of people um, I experience, I've experienced in my work, and, and there's a question forming here. A lot of people um, have a difficult time trusting their intuition and want to seek external um external validation or external resources. And so I'm just curious. Um, yeah, I'm curious what, you know, receiving a reading with you like looks and feels like. I imagine you have people coming to you and maybe wanting you to tell them their future or something along those lines. Um, whatever you want to share about, about that. Yeah, well, I love that you brought up intuition because it's something that astrology in modern times or, you know, our current culture has become over intellectualized. And I just think it's kind of the, you know, the, the kind of the patriarchal energy it's that's influenced our culture. It's kind of seeped into everything. So even astrology is kind of in the modern astrology world. I, I feel there's been more uh, value or emphasis on like the more left brain way of perceiving reality, which is you know, essentially it's like looking at the chart and what can I know about it? Like wanting to get down to the facts. And it's almost like um, looking at a chart and being able to like know everything you can. It's like this kind of like top down kind of energy. And astrology can be really intimidating to people too. I remember when I first started really studying astrology, I kind of, I felt intimidated. I was like, I don't know if I'm smart enough to practice astrology because I was listening to people and I really value them. They contribute a lot, but very heady, very analytical. And there's that part is important for astrology, but the the feminine way of perceiving reality, the, the intuition, the heart, the embracing the unknown, the embracing the mystery, to me, it's about being in balance between the two, the pattern recognition and the analysis, and then also the intuition and the just really being able to embrace the mystery. And so I really weave both of those in together. And I really allow my intuition to, to guide. I mean, when I first look at a chart, it might sound kind of it's silly, but I actually, I'll pull up someone's chart and I actually usually, I'll sit there and feel into their chart with my eyes closed like just feeling into it or just a really soft gaze. I don't go and look at where's their sun, moon and rising and everything. You know, I just actually sit and feel into the chart first. And then I'll look at, you know, the analysis and all of those kinds of things. But I really allow my intuition to guide me where to go. Because there's 
there isn't like a million things you can look at and a million different directions you can go with the chart if you add like more and more technique and interpretation. And I really just allow my intuition to guide me right where to go. And then looking at the analysis, because again, with the archetypes, they can show up in so many different ways. So you can look at someone's chart and they their actual lived experience could be many, many different ways of being and who they are, the way they go about the world, the way they express themselves can look many, many different ways. So I really use my intuition to, to, uh, to tune into where, what is their current, you know, where are they at currently on their journey? Where, where is their energetic expression at? And then I use my intuition to essentially guide me what information wants to come through, what intuitive guidance wants to come through. A lot of it is just, and it's like, I can't make it happen. It just kind of, it just kind of happens spontaneously, but a lot of intuitive guidance will come through. And, you know, really interestingly, I'm not, I'm not huge into making predictions for people or really looking into the future. I kind of joke. I'm always like, I'm a present moment astrologer. Maybe it's my background with like yoga and mindfulness, which is really in the present moment, but it's really the present moment, how we're living each present moment is what sets our future in many senses. Now I do certainly find value. We can look into the future and see what are your big energetic activations you'll be experiencing the next three months, the next year. And I do spend a lot of time exploring that with people so they can, when they in present moment time, when they do meet that energy, they can meet it in a more conscious and empowered way. But I do feel that re like the future is not fixed. I do believe we live in such a multidimensional reality that I also want to be mindful to not seed plant and tell someone this is what will happen. And then was that really, or did I plant a seed and then did they unconsciously, you know, create it? And if it's a great thing, maybe, but I just know it's not my, it's not my place to interfere with anyone's free will. I really honor everyone's free will. So I speak to more of, okay, what are the energetic activations and how can you meet it in the most conscious and empowered way? Because sometimes the really challenging transits that you think are going to be really challenging are actually experienced more like exhilarating and exciting. It's so unique for everyone that I want to give it space to like unfold in its own unique way. And so there's that, there's that balance between like looking at the energetic activations and then also holding space for the not known, not knowing and the mystery. And with my Venus work, a lot of what I've really, the way of being I've come into is just living, dropping down, living from the heart and choosing not to know. So not getting 10 steps ahead, just if we're truly in our heart and living from our heart, that's always going to guide us in the right direction and usually to a better place than when we're trying to jump ahead and going and going and going somewhere else and trying to force it into being. 100% agree with you and appreciate so much. Appreciate. <laughs> yeah. Appreciate all that. <laughs> um, especially the seed planting. Right. Uh, and, and yeah, just, there's something so different to to saying, you know, how there's going to be energetic component to maybe meet than seed planting of this might happen or that might happen. Yeah. So you said in my Venus work. So do you want to, will you share more about what in my Venus work? Yeah, you, yeah, yeah. I would love to. So that's really kind of the heart of what I 
uh, essentially Venus is kind of, she's like my guiding star in many senses. So I really just fell in love with syncing with Venus. Like she has these 19 month cycles and they're essentially the, the energy of the Venus cycle is releasing everything that's not true to our, you know, authentic feminine essence and reclaiming everything that is true of our authentic feminine essence. It's this uh, it's this journey of this like resurrection of our authentic feminine essence. And it dates back to at least we know of in ancient Samaria, they reenacted the myth of Anana with Venus's cycle in the sky. They would literally with what Venus was doing in the sky. Was she a morning star, an evening star? With morning star, she rises up really quick about two months. And then over about seven months, she slowly descends and the moon meets her once a month right before the new moon and each time the moon meets venus there's a release there's a surrender and it's releasing it starts at the crown chakra right and you're releasing something within the crown chakra and then the third eye and then the throat and it goes all the way down and until venus goes into the underworld and in samaria they actually reenacted the the myth with venus's cycle and it was the shamanic astrology mystery school that really discovered this. They discovered an ancient text that really spoke to this. And they, um, Kaylin Costell and Tammy Bronk were the first ones really teaching people about this Venus cycle and guiding people through the 19 month cycle. And so I just, I fell in love with the Venus cycle. My Venus is in Gemini. So in 2020, we had Venus start a cycle in Gemini. And that's when I really got into syncing with Venus. And I worked with a, a teacher, Sasha Rose of Venus Wisdom. And I went through a 19, essentially a 19 month journey where she led us a small group of women in a very experiential way. Not all astrologers. I was actually one of the only few astrologers who was a participant in the group and guiding us and just real time, how we're living our lives, our direct experience of living our lives, how to sync with the Venus cycle. And so it's, it's this really profound journey. And it's really brought me right into my heart and what I would consider like walking the path of heart and being devoted to my heart. Well, I certainly experienced you that way. So it's, it's, it very much comes through as, as truth, uh, you know, how heart centered and connected and feminine you are and, uh, and passionate as well. I experience you as very passionate. Uh, So So my fire. Wow. Debbie, do you have any more questions? I know we're nearing yes. the 45 minutes. <laughs> yes. yes, Jamie, I want to just keep you with me until I feel complete, but then I we would be here forever. So um, yes, I have so much more questions and I just really appreciate the flow of today. So I'm just going to honor, honor that and the flow and um It's just so nice to be in the presence of someone else being heart centered and speaking your inner wisdom and your truth. Like you went through the journey and you're going through your own journey. And that's something I just want to highlight. I know we've had a lot of highlights here, but just highlighting again for those listening, like to come to come to a place of self-knowing is a journey in itself. 
And it's that interesting piece. Like for those listening, Jamie didn't just arrive here. She had, she mentioned she had those inner knowings and like with astrology, it was maybe a past life reoccurrence because it came so easily. Um, and you're also doing the work for yourself to arrive confident and courageously and in this beautiful essence that you are. Um, so I'm just wanting to say that I appreciate the work that I, I know that you've gone through, but don't know that you've gone through to arrive to this space of where you are and be able to provide, provide your gift to yourself and to me, like you have just by being in your presence and listening to your truth, I'm just, <gasps> I'm just in awe. I'm just like, yes, Jamie, tell me more. You know it, right? Like, you know it, you get it. Aww. Whatever and everything that the it is, right? You get it. And I just want to hang out all the time. So yeah, I have a lot more questions. Um, but I would like to take <laughs> a so breath much. with you. That is such a beautiful reflection. Thank you so much. And yes, a lot, a lot of inner work. And I'm still, I'm still in it. I'm still in the transformation, transformation process, but it's, it's so worth it. <laughs> yeah. So worth it. Well, how would we like to close our space? Well, first of all, let's take that breath that you, <laughs> let's take that breath together. Thank you. And yeah, Jamie, we will be sharing uh, the links to all the places that people can find you. Um, but would you like to, is there anything that you'd like to share with regard to anything you have upcoming, um, any new YouTubes or anything coming out? You're, yeah. We'd love to hear it. Yeah, I pretty much, I put out pretty regular content on YouTube, just sharing about the current astrology. So I love being up on YouTube and I offer astrology readings and the course that you're in right now, Lisa, we're coming to completion. So I do teach how to read astrology charts. I'm sure I'll offer another one this year. I don't know what time yet. I'm in the process of moving between Texas and Oregon. And so I'm like, I'm like, I'm just going to move to Oregon and then figure out the rest of my year. <laughs> but yeah, I would say I love, I, I create a lot of content. So I love sharing on astrology. Okay, wonderful. So astrology with Jamie um, and look at the way that Jamie's name is spelled. It's J-A-I-M-E. Yes. So astrologywithjamie.com. That's correct. Yes. Yep. Mm -hmm. Okay, perfect. And um, as I mentioned, we will be sharing all of Jamie's links below so that you can connect with her and find all of her amazing offerings. So, and maybe Jamie will come back and have a, another talk with us. Oh, I would love to. I Y'all are total soul sisters and I'm sure your whole community, I'm sure, it feels like your community is soul family. So I'm so happy to be here.
definite soul family. Yes, our community is going to love you. So thank you so much. And for now, we will go ahead and close out. So. If you're hearing this message, you've listened to this episode all the way to the end. And for that, we thank you from the bottom of our hearts. We want to hear from you. Reach out and let us know what you thought of this podcast. And please like, subscribe, and share this episode with your friends.